You say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. 50 dub. I even got it tatted on me. 81. They'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know me. Turn an 02 into an 03, dog. Without 40, Ollie, there'd be no me. Imagine if I never met the broskies. Can you actually imagine if I never met the broskies? Well, I don't want to imagine that, and neither should you. Deer is a perfect drink for you to enjoy while you're hanging with the broskies. If you haven't guessed it by now, this one is called God's Plan, because once it touches your lips, you'll know exactly why. To make this one, you're going to need to have some lemonade on hand, you're going to need a little mango punch, and you're going to need a little bit of tequila. And if you want to give it that extra kick, you're going to throw in an extra ounce of chartreuse. It just gives it a little something, something that you don't usually catch. And it's one of those things that if you have it on hand, it's a great addition. If not, don't stress over it. Now, the juices are readily available at any grocer. The best way to make this one, personally, I would say, is to have on hand some juice from Concentrate. That way, it's nice and quick and easy. If you want to go the extra mile and get some fresh juices, that's perfect. But otherwise, just go with the McCain punches. Get a McCain lemonade, get a McCain mango punch, and you'll be set. The recipe itself, very simple as well. Two ounces of lemonade, two ounces of the mango punch. Throw in an ounce of tequila. You want a little extra, throw in two ounces, eh, that's probably what I'd do, or throw in an ounce of tequila and an ounce of chartreuse, and you'll be good to go. So pump yourself a little drink, pour yourself a little drink, and then come and listen to the latest episode of Thirst World Problems. This week on the episode, we're going to be discussing the Freedom Convoy that's going on out in Ottawa. We also naturally transition to a very organic conversation about culture. Well, as you can tell, that one's going to be fun to see how we transition from one to the other. So you definitely have to listen now, right? On this episode, we were joined by our good friend, Steele, that's filling in for B. He just happened to disappear around the Freedom Convoy time. Hmm. Coincidence? I don't know. Just don't tell him I said that. You know how it can be. Now I've talked long enough. There's only one thing left to do. Let's go. Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. This is Bell coming at you from behind the mic on Thirst World Problems. We're a man down today, but we found a replacement. We're, we're a trucker down, but we found a man <laughs> to replace it. You're Colossus up. That's what you are right now. Yeah, we, we're one colossus up, but one cholesterol uh, even higher up. So we got Steel in the building. We got Steel. Steel's here. Steel's been uh, Steel was our first guest and our our podcast. He was he was the uh, the OG, uh, the the default. He was uh, what you call it the uh, the street ambassador for uh, Thirst World Problems. You Steel. Thank you for coming back on. I know you're uh, in Via. I don't know where you're at, man, but uh, I'm in quarantine. I'm in quarantine for like three years. Man. Yeah, pretty well, man. I don't go anywhere. I was, nothing. I was actually expecting you to be a little bit fatter, but uh, you're doing pretty good, man, actually. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. It's an everyday struggle. It's everyday struggle. Oh, it's, oh, so your diet's just stress. <laughs> Pretty best much, gotcha. all, yeah. yeah, that's the best. That's honestly, the, that's the best diet you can have, man. <laughs> if you really want washboard abs, 
Just stress out like crazy all day, man. What's yeah, that heart that, rate go up? That or cocaine, right? One of those two. Well, things. second oh, yeah, only yeah, to true. poverty, man. Yeah. Can't afford to eat. You stay thin. Pretty much. Pretty much. Let's, uh, we, we got, we got a whole bunch of topics to talk about here. We got, and, uh, we got a, the perfect person to have, uh, cause he won't, uh, he won't hold back here. So let's talk about this whole trucker, uh, um, stance on uh what's happening them going to Ottawa right now. I think I think I think B's uh I think he's part of the convoy with his truck and driving out there. I don't cuz he's MIA right now. So he says he's on vacation, but you don't know where he's actually at, right? So could be on that truck so steel. I really think you should uh tell him to take a picture uh, and send him that truck that he's got on. So He's dri- he's driving for freedom right now. That's what he's doing. <laughs> he's he he's driving for the butter chicken, man. But uh, I don't know if you guys heard this whole story that's happening here. There's a there's a huge protest of these truckers, um, you know, trying to get vaccinated. Basically, the government's mandating a vaccination uh, if you want to cross the border or whatnot. Their big argument is, well, why do we need to get vaccinated when we don't? Uh, interact with anyone or, you know, deal with anything. But I think the main story is if you're, you know, if, if, if Canada is mandating a, a policy to, you know, be vaccinated, at least have two shots. Um, I, again, I got five with Johnson and Johnson. So that's, that equals to two for Pfizer. But, uh, I think that's, I think that's, I want to know what you guys' thoughts on this before I continue and give you guys my thoughts. When I went and got my shot, I actually thought they were putting it in your butt. So I took, the, I started taking off my pants, and the nurse gave me this weird look. <laughs> I was in the convention center. They're like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> hey, anyways, anyways, that's just how Back. we get down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got my soft spot. <laughs> anyways, anyways, I'm getting back to the main topic. <laughs> you sure that's your? Are you sure that's your soft spot? That's the soft spot, man. Left cheek every time, man. Um, <laughs> Gonna need both my hands for later. It's well, obviously it's an amazing time we live in, right? And you see that people love freedom. We live in a you know free country, but f- people's freedoms—if it crosses over to other people's freedoms—then it's not freedom anymore. Like people have a very weird definition of what freedom is, and and, and how to express that freedom. So to me, they have every right to do what they're doing. They're expressing their dislike of the mandate. That's fine. Um, it, well, it's I, I don't know. Yeah, they're right. Whether they're right or wrong, it's their right to protest. I guess because in a lot of places you can't protest. Um, so that part's fine. But I guess long term, you got to start thinking about like, <laughs> and you see the crowds. Like, are, are you guys surprised by the amount of people that are out there? Yeah, uh, apparently <laughs> that's the thing. Apparently, though, uh, we've got a few Americans in this as well. So it's oh really? Of, well, oh. <laughs> They got they that. got they got some support and like helping organize from the, like the American side and I don't know it's just a mess because those guys can cross the borders and go well in theory they can cross the borders right so it's it's one of those things that I find like you were saying kind of like fascinating like you have a freedom of expression okay go and do that but it's the next level that you take it to and that's where I'm get curious about okay so are you protesting for what exactly is it the protest strictly about vaccinations and mass mandates 
Okay. So then why do you have a flag with like swastikas on it? Why are you, I don't know if you heard some of the rallies here where they're using like racial slurs and different things. It's like, wait a minute. What is the exact thing that you're protesting right now? Everyone has that friend though. Well, that's the thing. But like, (laughs) don't you disassociate yourself once you get there? You're like, okay, this is what we're about. And you get there and you see like, oh, some of these people are actually crazy and racist. Aren't you like, okay, well now maybe I'm not fully supporting this movement. There was, I don't know. They just showed an interview on CBC where I guess one of the figureheads is getting uh, interviewed and behind him, there's like two or three people walking with an upside down Canadian flag with a swastika on it. If you were just one of these truckers, who was like, well, I don't like having it being forced in this position to get the shot. If I go over there, if you're like, yeah, then you look around and you see the people that are supporting you and the people that are getting interviewed. Like, wouldn't you then disassociate yourself from the cause? Like, at what point is the breakdown there? I don't know. Do you think it's their right that the media to go interview that person when they know? I would say, okay, is it, are you being truthful in your reporting when you know? That's not the main thing of the rally. And I, I'll, let's be honest, it's not the main folk. That's not the why they're doing it for these these side issues. But if you're the media, yeah, you could show it once. But once you start showing up more and more, you're trying to create a narrative, right? I, I, mean, I guess that's true, man. Like, I guess you're not, you're not wrong with that. I'm, and, but it's the whole thing where we've talked about this before on the show where you have a certain responsibility and especially as immigrants or children of immigrants, we've grown out of a certain way where it's like, you have to work extra hard and you have to carry yourself a certain way because of the stigma that's already fairly or unfairly that's thrown your way. Do these protesters not have the same awareness that a minority would have to carry? Right. Especially some of them who are minorities. Like, (laughs) isn't there that connection there that you start to be aware of things? And this is the crazy part. Like, I think like me and Steele were talking earlier, like for them, if it, if there's issues that don't affect themselves or their families, they're not really going to care. They'll, they'll see that, you know, there's, there's an issue that, that needs to be resolved But to them. They won't do it unless it affects them. And I think with a lot of people right now um, that are kind of against uh, being vaccinated, they will jump on anything that you can get when it comes to just going against, you know, going against whatever the, the issue is. Um, and, and I think lately, I'm going to say the past past five years, I think one of the biggest things is, you know, like even with like a cancel culture, something's going on. People are just going to jump on it. doesn't matter if you had any idea who celebrity or whoever it is that's getting canceled. They're just going to jump on it and be, they just want to be a part of it. A lot of people just want to be a part of things. Honestly, that's all it is. End of the day, man. They just want to be a part of things. That's that's. And, and when you do be a part of something, you, you feel, uh, you know, included. Right. And I think to them empowered. Right. So, that's one of the big things uh, I've noticed about this whole rally is, and I, th- and I think the people need to understand who's running these rallies, who's, what's the motive behind it? What's the real motive behind it? All right. Obviously you're not going to get that true answer. The, you know, the forefront is, you know, why do these truckers want to be, should be vaccinated when they don't do any interactions. 
And then I think at the same time, why can't you deliver? Why can't you bring oranges or citrus across the the, uh, the U.S. when you're driving? Right? You know, to them, they're just going to go. Well, it's going to affect. You know, it's going to affect uh, the area. It might not be the same. Um, so we're going to avoid all those things. That's why, you know, those types of foods are only there specifically where you guys get them. You can't just be delivering those things, right? So I think when it comes to the the, the vaccination, it's you know, you're always going to get people who are always going to struggle. They're always going to fight back because one, it's something that they don't want to do. But at the same time, you know, they, they have never experienced things like this. And that's, and that's where there's a lot of things that that's happening right now because they don't know how to feel. And, and, and I think when it comes to these situations, the only way to feel is out of anger and, you know, try to, try to gain more people to fight the same battle, you know? And I think, uh, and when, and when, just to add on top of this, one of my favorite things is when people go, if you're against this whole, you know, whatever the topic or the issue is, please unfriend me, unfollow me. (laughs) And that's just the best opportunity to do it because, you know, you've been waiting for years or months to get rid of this person. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it. And they can't even say anything about it after, right? So they ask you, they're like, Bell, why did you, why did you unfriend me? And be like, you know what? You're against a cause that I don't like. And they're just going to go, okay, that's it. Problem solved, right? <laughs> Clean hands, right? I find it hilarious right. too. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but we had a, a, an incident at a restaurant here in uh, Winnipeg just a few hours ago where, uh, someone claiming to be part of the convoy was in and complaining about a mass mandate that, that this restaurant was having. And they got into a spat with a manager and some of the servers and then left and police involved, all that kind of shit. I'm like, how committed though are you to this convoy? If you're about a day behind the actual convoy, <laughs> like if you're going to be about the cause and be about the cause, what are you still doing here? They're in Ottawa, man. Like get going. Have any of you guys ever been to Ottawa? Yes. Yeah. And uh, do you guys remember what the traffic is like on a weekend? Well, they've no? got like one main Apparently bridge it's, it's, in and out of the city. <laughs> yeah, there's one. Yeah, exactly. There's one main bridge in and out of the city, and it's not a big bridge. <laughs> so the city's already backed up as it is. And with these guys coming, it's, <laughs> I don't even think they're going to make it, man. <laughs> All that idling and wasting gas, man. There's no way those guys are gonna make it. So the Kingston police, the Kingston police put out. Uh, <laughs> this is port, to add to your point, Nick. Put out a report of what just came through there. So it was 17 full tractor trailers, 104 tractors, <laughs> no trailers, 424 passenger vehicles, and six RVs. So <laughs> exactly what you're saying. That traffic is gonna be backed up. If you're in Ottawa, just hang it out, get out because you're going nowhere. Yeah, especially those six RVs. But they're able to raise six point five million dollars off that GoFundMe, and they already just pulled. They just pulled out a million dollars to to give to the people in that convoy. Six point five million dollars. That's not a small amount of money. No, but I was I was told that the people at GoFundMe are, are holding on to it. No, they let them pull out the million, but they're going to apparently be like very watchful and work with them and how they're. Uh, distributing off the money just so they don't yeah. give out to like those groups you're talking about with the flag and, the, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Those, so those people don't get money. But to me, 
if you, I don't know, how do you prove you're on the convoy? I don't know how you prove that, but uh, oh, really selling tickets? This. Like really selling tickets for that thing? But what? But yeah, it would be a smart show, way to raise money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you vaccinated? Well, I'll tell you my personal story. I waited very long to get vaccinated. I, I waited very long to get vaccinated. Next, yeah, you, you, you missed you missed a lot of uh, yeah. you missed a lot of parties. Yeah, um, important moments of my life. Yeah, and look, well, here we are, and here we are, man. Me inviting you again on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's because you love me. Um, but um, and I eventually got vaccinated. Most due to my workplace saying to me, oh, saying well, not to me directly, but having a mandate saying. If you're not vaccinated, uh, you may be moved uh, to a different, whole different place on Earth. You know, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, to work, right? <laughs> Very separate. I was like, well, my conviction against it is strong, but not that strong. So I made a choice workplace-wise, right? So to me, you're re- like, if you can afford, or sorry, if you can take the time to go travel to Ottawa, just quit your job, go find a new job. Sell your tractor, right? You'll get a pretty penny for that. Go do something else where you don't have to be vaccinated. There's choices, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but I, but I, but I think but I think with that comment to them, it's like, well, you're forcing me out of a job that I've done for years, and uh, and for what, right? So yeah, but you can. You can my, make this... So my question, my question to you is, what took? What made you wait so long? What made me wait so long? Yeah, like what, just, what were some, was, what were some was, things that you were was, just like, no, I'm not doing it? I was waiting for everyone else to be the guinea pig. Okay, so you just wanted to see if there was any side yeah, effects or anything. Yeah, I just wanted to wait. Like, oh, fair enough. Because I, because but but my, the way I approached it was, I wasn't trying. You know this. I wasn't going out anywhere, right? I yeah, wasn't right, one of the right. people who were like, well, it's against my rights. No, I'm like, okay, I'm making a choice to be responsible. I'm not right. getting vaxxed, but I'm staying home. I go to work. I come home. That's it. I don't do nothing. But ju- but just to, just to be clear, you're not against it. You're more. No. You just want to see what the results were yeah, before yeah. you put something in your body like that. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to wait and see, and you know, and see. Okay, and I haven't had any issues. I don't know if you guys have had, but I've had no issues with it. At all. No, no. There's a there's a big um, there's a huge ad. I believe it's in. Where's it from? I think it's like New Zealand. Uh, the there's a commercial that's there quite a bit. It's heavily on rotation, where they talked about. You're up on New Zealand television, man. <laughs> Bro, I footy, footy, footy. It's yeah. footy. It's for footy, uh, man. It's all, it's all for I footy, bro. It. Yeah. And uh, rotation. I was like, wow, that's yeah. that was some shit. You must be yeah. betting on like New Zealand high school women's uh, soccer or something. <laughs> oh, you you want to talk about you want to talk about gambling after we can talk about gambling. <laughs> I got some good stories for you, man. So. Um, where was I going out with this? Oh yeah, so basically the the commercial consisted of just how to prevent from you know in case you do get infected, right? A lot of it has to do with health, man. It's it's a lot of health benefits, and you know if you're the odd one, I'm gonna say one percent will get it due to you know even if they're in fit and whatnot. Um, you know, there's people who have uh, kidney damages due to COVID, but again, that's a lot of it has to do with health. If you're not healthy, man, it's going to be tough for you. And I understand that, you know, you, you, you don't want to take any chances and whatnot, but if you're healthy and you have no issues, you have no medical history of problems or anything, no heart conditions, 
you know, you can basically just get the flu and, and, you know, you're, you're good to go. Like you'll, it'll hit you hard, but at least that's the worst, worst case scenario rather than you, you know, being in a ventilator. Right. Yeah. Cause they don't want to offend people. They don't want to say to people like me, Hey, you're overweight, get into shape, get healthy. Right. Because the people yeah. who are really unhealthy, if you get COVID, if you're already on that ledge, if you get COVID, it's like someone pushing you into that cavern, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what it's like, right? It's just going to, it may not, it's not the cause of all your problems, but it's not going to help and you're just going to, you're going to fall, right? So they're so af- afraid of offending and hurting these yeah. feelings. You got to tell people, look, you, gotta, you can't eat that. You can't I prefer if you offended me. Yeah, like it's not about <laughs> shaming people. But you gotta yeah. open their eyes, right? Like Nick calls me fat all the time. Like how many times did you call me fattery on the podcast? Twice now, I think, right? Uh, four actually. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Within within three seconds, I called you fat. Yeah, call me fat, right? So I'm gonna do an extra sit up today. <laughs> You're gonna do a sit up? <laughs> extra sit up, extra, extra sit up. Nick. Well, uh. <laughs> <laughs> just re- you just gotta recline, recline up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're 100% right still. We we got to be really cutthroat and just ruthless when it comes to it. If somebody is complaining on having issues, just be upfront. This is what the cause is. You got to you got to do this to to if you want to survive. Okay, right? you're saying we got to be be ruthless with that. What do you guys think about uh what's happening in out in New York where a father of two unvaccinated was up for a heart transplant and got denied his heart transplant because he's unvaccinated. What did it have to do with it? I don't understand. Did he, did, did he have like, uh, did he get like, COVID before? No, he hasn't had, I guess he hasn't had COVID yet or currently anyways. And he's unvaccinated and they're just saying he's too much of a risk to put a healthy heart into because also, I guess uh, yeah, because, Oh, I sense? see what you're saying. I see. Makes total uh, sense. That's that smells like lawsuit to me. <laughs> well, no. Well, well, look at this. Look at this way. You're putting it's. It's not like how you were thinking about it here, right? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. If, yeah. if, if you're spending, if you're spending money, right? You know how hard it is to get uh, a proper heart donor. Like, it's very tough, man. It takes a very long time. So when when surgeons do these procedures, they want to make sure everything is right, not just. We put it in and then, you know, a year or two later or months, something happens where they're like, okay, well, that, that's it. They're, they like, when it comes to like organs and the human body, people try not to waste, man. Uh, cause that's, that's one of the delicacies that, that, you know, it's, it's very hard to come by a, another kidney, you know, those things it's, it's tough, man. Like, and, uh, you know, I, I really, I really, really think that, you know, if you're not getting this done for your family, like, like for me, like, you know, I, like all of us, like we all got kids, right? So if there's something I feel that, you know, I'm not 100% for, but I know in the end it's meant to protect your family, like, wouldn't you do that? Or would, are you going to be more on yourself about, I am, you know, my morals, I really, I really don't, I'm really against this. And, you know, now the result for him is 
he might not be there to see his uh, kids grow up, right? Because of his quote unquote morals that he really thinks that, uh, you know, something's going on with this, right? So I guess the yeah. silver lining in, in this case or this scenario is, so it sounds like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be on board on giving this guy a heart either, Nick. Right? 100% your, I wouldn't give him. No. Right? And Steel, where I saw you kind of. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I get it. Like you have a heart you want. If, you, if I'm going to give it to someone, I don't want to make, give it to someone who can potentially just die next year. Exactly. Or, but it, is that really going to happen though? If you give him the heart. Okay. It's a potential. Like he's really going to die. Like to me, he can't be that much out of shape or not healthy in other regards where COVID is going to affect him. But I, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. I, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I don't know. I have to think about that one. I'm on hey, the fence that's on that fair. One. The silver lining from that is that he ended up getting a heart pump that will last four to five years. So the heart oh, would have been okay. the solution, right? I think the biggest pushback was because he's unvaccinated, the amount of recovery time that he needs from the heart He'd be he'd be far more open to another candidate that would be vaccinated, right? Because especially with COVID, it hurt or it's more susceptible to people who have heart trouble. So essentially, once you get this oh, transplant, okay. you're going to have heart trouble for I don't know what the recovery time is, but let's say it's like the next month or two months or whatever it is, right? So in theory, he's more, I guess, ex- more exposed to the effects of COVID during that time. So yeah, it might end up being put it in and you have to hopefully take it out or he might just pass away kind of thing. So I don't know, crazy, crazy scenario, but like something like that is where that's where I would like to see, like you said, we made six or they raised $6 million for them to hop in some trucks and drive across Canada. Like that's the kind of thing where why don't you support your unvaccinated community then in that regard and then be help that guy get a, a new heart or something like a baboon heart you'd probably get for a couple mil or something. If I started a GoFundMe today um, to help the homeless people in here in Winnipeg, because we have a pretty bad homeless problem here in Winnipeg, right? I think I would get if I started that today. Ten bucks. Like wow. between today, they got this within. It's only been what two weeks, right? Of this, they got six point yeah. five million dollars. Yeah. Two weeks, six point five. The fact that these truckers are getting money for this. You're t- I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a truck driver who's poor. Like these guys are balling out of their minds, right? They drive 16, 17 hours a day. They probably see their family like once a week. You know, they're balling, man. They're, if they're working all day, they're balling, you know. And uh, there's, there's, there's loopholes. There's, there's, there's something fishy, man, about this. I'm not, I'm not going to get too into detail. Because, no, I'm not. But uh, but back to the steals thing. Like, I think I think in the end steal, I think you probably get like a hundred bucks. Right. I, on a side note, with that GoFundMe thing, I don't like that though. I know it's the right thing to do, but I'm using your platform. Okay, I'm raising my money. Who are you to tell me how I'm going to spend this money? But the limit, I think. I think if you if you request a limit on there, they'll get like they'll give you the limit. But I mean, like if it goes above and beyond the limit. Then obviously something's going on, right? What does it matter? People are giving me. They think it's like money laundering. 
Could well, be. I mean, well, yeah, I think I think that's part of all kinds of different things on that platform. I think Nick's right here. Like, yeah. after you get to a certain dollar amount, you open yourself up to like some intervention on their part. And for the most part, I guess if they know exactly where the money and stuff is going, they probably like kind of like okay, whatever, like oh, flood victims, okay, kind of thing. But if they start to see, I guess, like large transactions or weird causes, then maybe they can step in. They could probably step in. Like, if we raise a GoFundMe and we're like, oh. Like we need to get, we want to like, you know, Montreal 2024. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we got, we could probably be good up to like a a hundred grand or something like that. But if we raise like $8 million, it might be like, okay, what's going on? What's going on here with these guys? (laughs) That'd be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us wouldn't make it back. That would last me a day. funny <laughs> yeah i guess i guess you're right on that i didn't think about it that way yeah that's right yeah 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 i think you have to look at who is the who's the one that's leading the charge on these things right and it doesn't help when you have somebody like a don jerry man coming in and saying he supports this don Come jerry on. said that <laughs> yeah but he came in and he supported oh this man God. so you already know where this is going right i'm not saying no but i i am saying yeah, I, I am saying, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, <laughs> Mr. Xenophobia, That's man. That's your boy, Don Cherry, man. I he blocked me, guy. man. Did he? Yeah, because yeah, you tried yeah, to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about hey, that man. And And you know what? What do you think the percentage is for uh, ethnicities on this whole, uh, and don't count Bog in there. Uh, what's the ethnicity <laughs> of uh, this whole convoy? What do you think it He's is? He's just standing up percentage. for what he believes in. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a good percentage. Well, I think we can safely say what. From everything I've seen on TV, uh, it's ninety-five percent white. Ninety-five percent. Okay, Bell. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'd probably say it's reflective of the general population. Yeah, probably like 90 percent. 80, 80 and 90% is too – it's a big gap, man. Okay, I'll go 85. It's a big gap. Yeah. Just like just well, like you 85. said, 2 to 230, man. That's a that's a 30-minute <laughs> difference, man. You got to use a precise number, bro. Well, let's let's come to an agreement just like 2 to 230, and let's say, you know, uh, 85%. Nice 215. 85, okay. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Well, what are you saying here? Or do you have a number for us? I want to say it's 97%. That's a high number. So, look at that GoFundMe, man. <laughs> That's all can I got to say. The, can you see the faces? Is it like emojis? No, no. Well, oh, I, okay. I don't think you can see faces. No, no. But uh, did you guys see, um, what's his name? Uh, who's that NDP leader? Uh, uh, Sing. Sing. Yeah, it's bogging that guy. <laughs> Singh's brother-in-law. Yo, what's, what, what's the NDP leader again? What's his name again? Singh. Yeah, stop saying Singh. I know his last name, bro. What's oh, his first name? Jagmeet. Jagdeep. Jagmeet. Yeah. <laughs> Jagdeep, yeah. Jagmeet. Did you see his brother-in-law? He uh he donated he donated 13. 10k. 13k. Oh, thir- 13, yeah. 13k. And this is the this is when the brown kicked in. He wanted a refund of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that conversation? 
Oh, that's gotta be a crazy oh. look for Jagmeet, right? Like that's insane. That phone call yeah. must have been wild, man. Wild. Yeah. But well, but this is what you this is what you gotta think, right? Because when you think of a truck driver, you see it like here, you see a lot of East Indian truck drivers, right? Right. That's a thing. True. So this guy probably assumed old truck driver's uh convoy he's probably thinking it's gonna be like a brown thing then and he's like hey i'm gonna drop 13k <laughs> get that yeah, get that yeah, tax that's rebate the phone call that's the phone call right the brother-in-law don't worry buddy i have you just pro- don't donate to a brown cause it's yeah it looks so good on tv yeah like me. exactly like, what did you donate to what did you donate to I, i'm with you exactly. on the joke part but you gotta think about it if he dropped 13k he's very affluent if you drop 13k, right? I think, but but here, they, okay. So they come at uh, seeing the leader about this, right? Saying it's not even his brother; it's his brother-in-law. Now, I assume he comes from a large family. I'm assuming here, probably not oh, wrong. Oh, this it's guy a it is racist stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a brother-in-law. He's got so like this, six kids. Yeah. So this is where I, <laughs> so this is where I come from. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay. So he has he has this one brother that does this. But we talk about this is where I come from. The the freedom part. That's his right if he wants to do that. I know it's a bad look and all that. Whether he believed in it or not, it is his right to do that if he wants to support it. We. That's what I'm saying. This definition of freedom. Everyone has a different definition of what that is, man. Yeah, but but I, but still, I think you got to realize when it comes to, I I can only speak for myself when it comes to an East Indian community. Are you flexing right, right now? Uh, <laughs> when it comes to an East Indian community, it's it's everyone everyone treats each other like their brother and sister, even if you're an in law, right? And and I think. When it comes to decisions, it's not just individual decisions. It's a team decision. That's all. That's what. That's why you see a lot of families kind of live together. So it could be two to three families living together, and then one branches off to get a house. We all work together like that. So I think when it comes to decisions like this, you do things, and it goes against. You know, it affects your family because. You know, it's uh, it's going to be a mark. So for him as being a leader, that talk was definitely necessary. I get what you mean, Steele. Like, oh, you know, it's his choice and stuff. But that's not the mindset on how these guys work, man. I'll be very honest with you. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. But I just that I, I think in that yeah, case, mean, that one case, I, I know, I know what you mean. And like I said, all praise to the uh, what we call it, the culture because I respect that your culture a lot because we don't have that in the black community that working together and that you move a certain way, you move together. We don't have that. So that's something I'm very envious of your culture in that way. So that's probably the first time you're envious uh, of for anything. So, uh, <laughs> well, that and that thing you wear around your wrist, those two things, those are the two things I, I like about the culture. Yeah. That, that comes out once a year for me. I can't, <laughs> I can't bring it out every time. No, it's hard. It's but, hard to have it around you, man. But if, you, if for a black guy to have it, it has to have like diamonds in it, you know, it has to have a little, <laughs> little thing to it, you know. <laughs> well, you guys got the Jesus piece, right? That's my Jesus piece. Yeah, see, but that's the thing. We go overboard with it. <laughs> we go overboard. We just take it to the next level with that. Has to be a Jesus piece. Has to be, you know. 
<laughs> so I just think like that that phone call must have been wild. Can you imagine when he called him? You you did what? <laughs> I want yeah, a refund. Like, can you ex- explain to me what happened? Yeah, and you just email uh, GoFundMe. Hey, I need a refund on this transaction. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. I disgraced my family. This action, so could I please get a refund for my actions? <laughs> you say you you say you envy that aspect of uh, brown culture, but I I wonder how deeply deeply it, it you go with that because the other aspect of that too is being able to move together the way that that does is you also then have to like that multi generational home is a real thing. Is that something that you would want to shift into and start doing? Is that something you're willing to sacrifice for that solidarity? Yes, because it leads to multi-generational wealth. And everything, everything I do now, like I didn't think this way when I was 20, but in the last like 10, 15 years, everything I do now, like money wise. That's when he he met me. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I bet you when I was 30. But what I everything I, I do now, money-wise, is so I'm leaving because I'm first generation for my family right here. So my parents moved here. I'm first generation. So I can leave a chunk for my kids and it builds, right? And it builds and it builds. Where I don't know, I didn't raise them to be that way. So we don't have that. So it's hard to teach that now, but that's something I would do. I would love for them to do that. But it's not the easiest thing to do, right? But no, every other no, no, every no. other culture does it, but us. Asians do it. East Asians do it. South Asians, you know what I mean. Everybody else does it, except for us. And white people, white people don't have to do that for obvious <laughs> reasons. But everyone else does it. Everybody else but, does it. But why, but why do you why do you think that you guys can't do it, or do you, do you think you can do it? Why I think I can? Did you do it just or say can't slavery? Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, why do you think. We aren't like that. I was say, yeah, slavery. Slavery is the answer for everything. Yeah. It is automatically. Why'd like... you park here? <laughs> slavery. Yeah. slavery, man. It's a no, slave what... mindset, right? It's a slave mindset. No, but what I'm saying is, like, why? Why don't you think that this can happen? Like, why? What do you mean? Like, ha- let's 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 say, so those... like, so for example, let's say having two families to live in one house and then branches off, etc. Like, build that. Uh, culture and go from there, right? I get it. You know, when it comes to like dinners and whatnot, I know, I know you guys, you know, go all out and whatnot. I've, I've, I've seen that numerous times and, and, uh, you know, just, just events, right? You guys go all for, but I mean, like, I think in a general aspect, it's more of just an independent, uh, mindset, right? Yeah. But that comes from somewhere, right? You got to think about, cause you have to look, yeah, you got to start, like, it's, Everything you can date back so many things to slavery, man, to a slave mindset. You can date back a lot of things to that. A lot of it too is just North American aspect too, right? So generally, like we are, we would have been raised here, and when you're talking about especially like Black North American or like we mentioned before, like White North Americans, it is an individual aspect of. You get to a certain age, then you move out and you start building on your own. And generally, I guess that used to be like you'd move across the country or wherever the opportunity was, or you'd move away for college, that kind of thing. And then you'd start building a lot of back home. Well, I say back home, 
but a lot of African countries and a lot of African homes or villages are super close together and you do have multi-generations living together, right? So it's not really but that black that's why I'm do it. But that's why I'm saying do it here. (laughs) No, no, that's what I'm saying, though. They weren't affected by the slave mindset the way we were here. Because anyone on the islands, you're coming from a slave mindset. Because that's that's where you came from. Back, if you're talking about Africa, I don't. Africa and the Caribbean and North America, I think, are three very different cultures, right? What was the percentage of slaves that came to North America initially? I think like 10 million. Was it 10 million? 12 million? And what was the total of. Uh, slaves that came that left Africa, twenty, right? I thought it was ten. Oh, sorry. What was your? Maybe I misunderstood your first question. No, no. I think I think you were right on the first part. I think ten million came to North America, but like oh. the rest, but the rest, like oh, I say, went like around else, the right? islands and different things. You're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I think the biggest thing is just learned learned behavior. To tell you the truth, yeah, learned behavior. Okay. What like what is normal, or we would have seen, especially coming across as a, as a recent immigrant, like yeah, this is how we're going to do it, and it makes sense for us to live in the same house and build up. You have an uncle or two uncles living together, right, and they have a family. And you can keep keep it that way. Things are affordable until you have a big enough family to branch out, and then someone else comes and stays for you for a while as they build up, right? That makes sense. Here in North America, it's just been single, single, single. So it would be weird like yeah if when i moved into my house with my wife and it was like yeah now i'm gonna go and get my parents and my brother and put them in here it was, that was just a different vibe right like that's just something that kind of throws you off because you haven't seen it and you haven't been around it a bunch having one or two people come in sure but having a whole other family or a whole other extended family live with you isn't something that we've we've seen and experienced before i think you could right. get to that aspect of it it's just it's just different, right? Whereas, and maybe I'm speaking for you and I shouldn't, but in brown culture, that's something that was imported over. In Filipino culture, especially, that's something that was imported over where that seems normal, right? Yeah, don't speak on my behalf. Um, no. <laughs> um, no, you're right. You're right. Because, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, like, when, um, you, know, you know, my dad came from England here, he brought his brothers, my uncles over, right? And they all lived, there was three of them that lived in the house, right? Right with their families and their kids. So like my brothers, you know, grew up with my cousins, uh, older cousins, right? So, and then they all separated and and had their own own, uh, own houses, right? So they, they grew up in that culture. So they understood just being, you know, together and whatnot. Um, but just, just the fact that, you know, you, you can have that, mindset and not think that's weird that's that that's that's totally different right like for me now i'm at a point in my life where you know i want to give back right you know with my kids growing up i want them to be as close as possible with with their families right and i think the importance of it by me missing out on so much throughout the years it's uh like that's like that's the last thing i want is for them to you know not have that togetherness right because you in the end of the day man you never know right like you just you know you being by yourself is great but i mean like end of the day families family is is, is key right so oh family's everything especially when you get older i'll tell you guys a funny story this is real this happened here in winnipeg so um you guys know where i work i won't say where it is but you guys know where i work um 
there's a guy that comes in every day. Uh, he's younger, younger than me, but he's not like a kid or anything. Like he's in his thirties. He comes in every day with his other person. They clean. They clean the toilets. They mop the floor. Everything. They clean, right? Um, one day, uh, through my work, I'm doing inspections in this uh, brothel. <laughs> in this neighborhood, this really nice neighborhood, right? Uh, like three car garage neighborhood, nice neighborhood. And uh, all you hear is, "Hey guys, how you doing?" It's this guy that cleans, mops my floor at my workplace, and right in the office, he washes the toilet. He's living in a three car garage house, and he, from what I saw, right, it was a brown guy, right, but. He was there. It looked like his mom. I recognized one other person that would come with him because sometimes it's someone else, right? Mm. So it's that generational wealth, and they were doing that. And he's getting and my my well my coworker at the time was just like, "Is that the guy that cleans? He lives in a bigger house than me." I go, "Yes, he does." <laughs> <laughs> right? And he was just he was mind blown by that, and I was just like, I wasn't. I was surprised just because it was him, right? Because like you know, you kind. Of, but I'm not like, oh no, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm like, that makes total sense. <laughs> I wasn't blown away the way our blown away words was very very different. He was totally just like, what what's going on here? I'm just like, I was just startled because I'm like, oh, like oh, it's you. Like I saw you. Oh, you live here. Okay, cool. But I was just startled because it was him. But you weren't expecting him. I wasn't expecting him. Yeah, that's all it was. But my my coworker was just like. And I had to explain to him a bunch of stuff. He was just like, oh, okay. He goes, I go, well, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you get that. And I go, and maybe he'll move out. Because I don't know if he was married. I don't know if the guy's married or not. But, you know, he'll move out. Like you said, right? He'll get his own place or, you know, or they'll stay there yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. It, but it's it's part of the machine, <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. So, that's that's right. part of the machine. Yeah. So that's cool. Let's move on here, man. It's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of emotional talk here. You guys want to talk about Tom Brady? Too serious here, he says. You guys want to talk about Tom Brady here? No, let's talk about that bitch ass. Uh... That's a good story, right there. <laughs> that's a, that's always a good story when you when you start with yeah. bitch ass. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.